Okay, Boker Tov. We're continuing in the book of Shemuel, chapter 2. What did we do yesterday? We described that the sons of Levi, sons of Eli, surprisingly, are not so good. What, did, what is it that they did? What was their sin? Moshe, you should know. They, they took from before and after. Right, exactly. According to the Radak, their sin was that they took meat before it was cooked, which technically would be not their portion because right. they only the portion becomes designated for the Kohen only once the blood is sprinkled and the, the Korban is brought. Right, yeah. but so they would bring it before they would take it before, which was asur, and then they would take after. So not only did they take at a time when they weren't allowed to take, they would take a double portion right. from the owners, more than what they were supposed to take. In the meantime, we have Shemuel, who seems to be serving, or he is serving God, honorably and well. And we said that's one of the themes that we see in Tanakh very often, that sometimes great leaders. Their sons, their own sons, do not follow in their path. We saw it with Moshe Rabbeinu, we saw it with Eli, and we will see it also, surprisingly, with Shemuel himself. It's like that in uh, human history. Yeah, do you know what the, the reason is psychologically? Because it's very overwhelming for children of great people to follow in their parents' footsteps. It's very overwhelming, psychologically. Because they, they'll get, they're growing up and they see the mountain that they have to climb in order to reach the, just to the place where their father had gotten. And it's so overwhelming that they decide to go in a completely different direction to, so they don't have to cope with like feelings of insecurity or, or, um, or inferiority. So that's, it's a very, it's a very, uh, it's difficult, you know? Great people, it's very hard. Also like genius typically doesn't, it's, it's, it's not something that gets passed on in genes. It's like it gets diluted. So it's another thing. Okay. Pasuk uh, 18. Ushmuel Mesharetet Penealonai. Shmuel would serve God. Naar Hagur Efodbad as a youngster. And he was dressed in a linen tunic. And this is important because he's wearing the clothes of the Kohen, meaning he is the one who is the better Kohen. Okay. Yeah. And a small coat his father would make him, her, her, his mother would make him, and she would bring it for him once a year. When she came with her husband, to bring the korban of the time. So every year when they would go to Shiloh, she would make him a new, a new tunic, a new ketonet, or a new meil, and would dress him in fine clothing of the keuna. And again, as I said yesterday, it seems like it shows that his success as a Kohen is coming from the tzidkut and the devotion of his mother, who is so tending to his spiritual development. Aren't now, genetically Kohens? Yes. So what? He was. He was from uh, the house of Levi. His dad is a Kohen. Um, Where is it? He was from Ephraim, but I think he was from a Levi. He lived in the area of Ephraim. I'm pretty sure we read in the Radak that he was a Levi, no? Yeah, we did. He said that he lived in the area of Ephraim, but he comes from Levi. Yeah. Okay, 
כך רואה אפרתי, כי לא נוכל לפרש שהיה אפרתי מיוחס לשבט אפרים, כי לוי היה, סביב הדק. He was a לוי. אם כן, מה שאמר אפרתי היה מהר אפרים. He was a לוי from אפרים. אוקיי? So that was רדק. He's from שבט לוי, so means... Yeah, but it's from the lineage of Aaron HaKohen, I'm assuming. I don't know. It's just assumed? We only know of one case where... ‫האחרון. Actual Kohen or just like a Levi helping out in the Mikdash? Let's see. Could he be from the lineage of Pinchas? Kind of me'il Kohen Gadol abeged ha'ayana sh'aya oteh oto v'me'il sh'ayu b'not ha'melech lo v'shot ha'yam adush asui b'tukhunan m'abushay anashim I don't know. I don't know what his backstory is to be honest. You have to ask Moshe Niatian. He knows Shemuel Kohl. So, so Another interesting thing about this coat is that, where, where have we seen a coat before? Uh, a special coat? By Yosef. And what did it signify? He's a favorite. Yosef's the favorite over his brother. So it seems like Shemuel has now been chosen over the sons of Eli. Meaning he's like the chosen one. Okay? That could be another, another hint there. And when they would come, when Elkanah and his wife would come to, you know, bring the korbanot every year. Eli blessed them. He said, God should give you more seed from this woman, meaning he's blessing Elkanah, that he should have more children from Hannah. Because of the donation that you gave to God, meaning instead of Shemuel that you've donated to Borei Olam, you should have more kids that will actually be able to remain in your house. And they would go and they went Eli, uh, Elkanah, and Hannah went back to his place. For God had remembered Hannah. And she had three boys and two, and two daughters. Yet Shemuel was growing up with God in the house of God. So she ends up uh, having more children. Um, and doesn't say their names. No, it doesn't say their names. Side question. Um, these... Elia Cohen, wasn't he like corrupted or just his kids were? We're going to see. We're going to see. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit uh, gray. Because he is going to be he, held accountable. How does he get the, the power, the zechut to, to bless somebody to have kids through God if he's not really like... So it's hard to... We don't know if... Look, at the end of the day is Borei Olam who is giving the... Who's giving the blessing, I not Eli. I understand, but the Kohen Gadol is in writing saying, and the Kohen through God. Like, if the guy's corrupted... So it doesn't say, and God listened to the prayer of Eli. It says, Eli blessed them and they went back to their place. And it says, God remembered. And God remembered. So there's some connection or... I don't know. I don't know. Or communication. I don't know if it's because of Eli's prayer. Last time it said, Ufaneha lo hayula od. Meaning, and she no longer had her sad face. Meaning, the blessing she got from Eli kind of helped her emotionally. 
And it's an interesting thing that pro- it probably does work out that way, that when a woman is distraught over the fact that she can't have kids, it makes it even harder to have kids. Yeah, the pressure builds up. The pressure builds up and it becomes very, very hard, right? But if she's in a good spot, you know, emotionally, then it becomes much easier. So Elise Bracha may have put Hana in a much better place emotionally, and then she was able to have kids. Okay, Pasuk 22, we're going to see now the sin of Eli. Not really Eli, but we're going to see the implications of the sinfulness of his sons for Eli's household. Pasuk Israel. And Eli was very old, and he heard everything that his sons were doing to all of Israel. And that they would sleep with the women who would stand petach or moed at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So this is so this is the second sin that's being recorded for the sons of Eli. Right? The first was that they were taking from the food of the korbanot uh, inappropriately, and the second is that they're they're laying with the women who are coming to bring korbanot. So why were women bringing korbanot to Shiloh? Typically, after they give birth, the women have to bring a oh, korban. So. Yeah. Uh, just get, it seems like according to the Peshat It's also a, 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 a time You're not allowed to also No because they didn't necessarily They would probably <laughs> have to right heal oh, okay, They fine. healed first and then they would bring the Korban okay. So They were lying with married I, women I, I, Why would the women allow, That's what the now, now there's another Perush Why would women allowed to do that right? I mean, Why like, were the women, well, no, the women Why would women want to do that? To that Was that like a they're still in the downfall period. I, it could be, by the way, a lot of times people in places of religious authority, they take advantage of their religious authority and say, oh, if, the, if you want to really get kapara for Hashem, you need to come into my tent, you know? That could be what their strategy was. But, but um, um, there's another interpretation for this because it's very hard to believe that they, they were with these women. So the other interpretation is that they weren't very attentive to bringing the korbanot on time. So the woman would come and she wanted to bring the korban so she'd go back home. And they would tell the woman, okay, we'll bring it tomorrow. So in the course of them telling the woman to bring the korban tomorrow, the woman has to stay the night in Shiloh and doesn't go back home until the following night. So what do they do essentially? They cause the woman to not be with her husband. So the, now the Torah, or the, the Navi, it's saying it's as if they, they had stolen a night with, their, with the woman's husband. Oh. That's the, the perush in the Gemara. Yeah, Gemara on Shabbat. So that's another possible interpretation. Okay? Now, the, it's very significant that Eli is very old. Because when he gets very old, you stop doing service in the Mikdash. It seems like his two sons, Chofni and Pinachas, were the, had taken over. So it's not like Eli has, has like, um, he's not micromanaging their behavior, but... To some extent, you know, he still sees what they're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the situation of Eli. Also, it's hard to tell. Eli obviously would have eaten from the court. His food was also the korbanot. So the Radak explains that it's for sure you have to say that Eli was eating from the korbanot that the sons were stealing from or taking extra from. Not, not, as, not like uh, intentionally, you know, with intent, with like malice, but at least... He was being supported by his sons because he's too old to work. Mm-hmm. So, so they're funding his life with the korbanot that they're stealing. So Eli is, in a way, benefiting. But we do see him in the next pasuk. 
that he's going to reprimand them for their behavior. So So he says to his sons, why are you doing like this? He said, I, that I'm hearing that your, your things are bad from the people. Albanai, stop it, my sons. For the thing that I'm hearing is no good. That the people of, the, of God are passing along. The news that they are passing along and speaking about, about, what your, about your behavior is not good. If a man sins against another man, then a judge can judge between them. But if, a, if someone sits, sins to God, who will judge him? And they did not listen to the voice of their father, for God wanted to kill them. Maybe it seems like God had already decided that, that he's done with them, and they didn't, so they did not listen to the words of their father. Shemuel's interpreting this, or? I don't know. Good question. Now, the very interesting thing is, if a man sins against another man, then a judge can judge them. But if they sin to God, who can be who's going to be their arbiter, right? So I think I think the the best interpretation of what that means is when you're sinning on and you're on an even playing field with the person you're sinning against, then you just go to a judge. But let's say you are the judge. Let's say you are the representative of God and you're sinning with the with the with the name of God in your hand, then then nobody can judge you because you're using your position of authority in God's house to perform the sin. I think that could be the peshat of what this means. Meaning, it's not just that you're sinning against God. It's that you're sinning using the authority that you took from being in that position in God's house. So now who's going to judge you? Who has the authority over you? Right. So, so, and so they did not listen to the voice of their father for God wanted to kill them. It infers that Eli was actually very, very... Oh, look at this. This is Radak says, When a person sins over and over and over, as Rambam says, sometimes Borei Olam takes away their ability to do Teshuvah as punishment. So they had sinned so many times and they had showed such disrespect to the office that they were inhabiting that Borei Olam said, Nope. Not no uh, teshuva for you. But the youngster Shimuel was going and was growing in goodness. Both with God and with people. So Shimuel was above uh, reproach. He was great. Uh, people loved him. God loved him. And he's clearly going to be the one to succeed Eli over his children. Yeah, question. Um, doesn't this make Eli actually look much much better than you're claiming that he was because even if he's eating or doing something that was wrong he has that connection with God and he keeps referring or inferring that like hey who's going to help you if God sees this? oh Eli, Eli, is, Eli is good Eli, okay. Eli is not seen as a bad person but it's not perfect because he gets punished for his kids crimes yeah he's getting punished for his kids crimes like he must be he's accountable to some extent you know Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen. 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 Amen.